Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White. Thanks for downloading Outspoken where we bring you the very best of our three-hour talk sport show. Well, it was a day to forget for the Welsh, and Simon Jordan didn't hold back in his assessment. We also looked ahead to England's game against the USA and heard from two World Cup legends, Alessandro Del Piero and the one and only David Beckham. Just gone four o'clock here in Doha, Qatar, and a lot is happening. Anguish for the Welsh. We'll get to that very shortly. Simon is with me, as I said. So too is Gabby, and so too is Alex Crook. They have traded many a barb off air, but now Simon and Gabby together on the one show. This World Cup, Simon, truly unites everyone, doesn't it? Well, it's one of those moments, isn't it? It's like when the old land barons used to choose day workers for fruit picking, and our choice was a Qatari goat herder or Gabby. <laughs> and, they, and he wanted to bring his livestock in the studio, so we got Gabby. <laughs> Gabby, I have a good authority uh, from our friends in the breakfast show that you will be, quote, giving it to Simon. Listen, first of all, apart from his rascal gear, <laughs> having a chance to watch a game with him today, he was quite insightful in how he was, you know, talking about Wales, how he was talking about Iran. So he does know his stuff. I thought he only knew his business side, but he actually does know his football, talking to be about, fair to talking him. Talking about Rascal here, <laughs> have you seen those DVT socks that he's gone for? Deep, deep, deep vein Fomposa socks that Jim's got on. Spit it out, spit it. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook right here in Qatar. Simon's pointing uh, at my veiny ankles in here. You can see them all back home if you're that interested. If you want to watch the show, you can. Head over to the official TalkSport channel on those platforms. We're coming to you live on YouTube and Facebook. Also joining us, the bringer of boredom at this World Cup. But one goal in three games for Alex Crook in the commentaries that he's had. When you hear commentator Alex Crook, Turn don't off. expect a goal. What's going on, Mr. Crook? I'm being facetious. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. I tell you what, it's been a test of my capabilities, particularly uh, the game between Uruguay and South Korea yesterday. And I've got Poland against Saudi Arabia tomorrow. Poland haven't scored a goal at the World Cup from open play for 20 years. Oh, Saudi God. Arabia have never scored a goal against European opposition at the World Cup. So, nil-nil. Coming right. up. 
All right, we'll be watching for it. Um, Simon, yet again, paddle tennis for you this morning. <coughs> yep. I noticed you're out there with uh, Gary Neville. Yes. Um, uh, now, interestingly, <laughs> guys, now I want, I want you two to know this. Simon had a very interesting conversation with one of the De Boer twins. <laughs> Simon thought it was Frank De Boer, and he was talking to Frank, as he thought, about his four games in charge of that <laughs> ill-fated time <laughs> at Crystal Palace. And it turned out it was Ronald De Boer, who was heck of a nice to him and didn't mention that he got the wrong identical <laughs> twin. I absolutely love that. Do? There you go. Hey, I'm what, glad that amused you. Did what, he call you Steve Parrish? No. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Rod well, Stewart's love child gone wrong. <laughs> that was magnificent, yeah. Cricky. Well done with that. Um, also, in and around the paddle uh, tennis uh, area this morning, he got out of a car, unexpected. We were like, wow, here he is. David Beckham appeared on the scene. So I took the opportunity to follow Bex back to his car. Um, I'm not sure what the Qatari chauffeur thought about it, but I, I, I thought now's as good a time as any, and David Beckham obliged. I said to him, uh, good to see him. England against USA tonight. How is he feeling about England? You know, I'm really excited, obviously. Uh, the England team are in uh, good shape. I think we had a great start to the tournament and um, the lads are feeling good. They're looking good. Obviously, the atmosphere is great between them all and the fans are feeling that, so fans are reacting to that and that's, uh, I think the excitement will now be building towards this game tonight. A man you know well, Alessandro Del Piero, told me last night, England have a great opportunity in this tournament. You agree? Yeah, we have. You know, I think that uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for many of the players you saw the other night you know we have a we have a strong starting 11 but it's not about just the starting 11 we have a, a strong bench when you see Jack and when you see uh, Phil come off the bench and uh, you know I think that those uh, those things are important in a tournament like this and uh, yeah, I'm excited about tonight you're a popular man in these parts apparently so Apparently so. We saw it for ourselves, Simon, didn't we? Uh, he's a popular fellow. Not the time to talk to Beckham about the venue, uh, about Qatar, and maybe that will happen further down the line. Mm -hmm. But he gave us some time, and, and he spoke about England, yeah. and, and he feels yeah, optimistic. Yeah, no reason not to. I mean, we've just beaten the, the Iranian 6-2. They've handed the, the Welsh their head. So with that in mind, you look at it and say there's every reason. There's every reason to be optimistic tonight that England will, will qualify this evening against the U.S., and Beckham being a former England captain over here doing whatever he's doing is irrelevant to the discussion that we were having. The discussion we were having was about the England team and their performance and their opportunities in the World Cup. Yeah. So he should be optimistic. And he pinpointed there, Gabby, very briefly, two players who Southgate has used off the bench and who can be effective, Foden and, uh, and Jack Grealish. You know, he says, you're strong. You're strong. Of course. And tonight against um, the USA, they won't start. So they will come on probably in the game, try and um, make an impact. But... If you're Wales, you need a win against England and you could be playing against Grealish, Foden and Rashford. Oof. All the best. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Now Allen, he's lost out to Taremi. He can break over the halfway line. Iran could get a second goal here. He's got support from Ansar Asad. He's played it square. Wales are wide open. It could be 2-0. It is... It's a horrible result for the Welsh, a horrible moment for the Welsh. They lost 2-0. Simon's with me, so too is Gabby Abonlahor and Alex Crook. Gabby, give me, give me your take on that. I mean, it's, it's a shocker, isn't it? Shocking from Wales, but a lot of credit to Iran. You know, Iran are a good team. Alex Crook told me before the World Cup kicked off. They're no mugs. Today they showed that deserved to get the three points against Wales. And Wales didn't turn up. Kiefer Moore didn't turn up. 
but he likes to speak about how he wants to knock England out, but don't show it on the pitch. Gareth Bale was poor again today, didn't turn up. Him and Ramsey were both... Um, didn't, didn't even get on the ball, didn't want to try and take anyone on. So, poor from Wales and all the best trying to get a result against that England squad of players. Do you think, Alex, the Welsh have blown it now? Yeah, they're out. I mean, let's be honest, Gareth Southgate can make 11 changes and England's B team would beat Wales. They were so poor today. Lacking energy, lacking ideas, lacking invention, lacking heart, lacking desire. And in Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, they had two fading great former players. They were carrying two passengers. You can't afford to do that in a World Cup. I mean, Simon, this is going to sound cruel. Straight off the back of a result like that. But have we our answer now to the busted flush question about Gareth Bale? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't think he was particularly potent or, or influential besides the penalty in the game against the USA. And I think we saw what we needed to see in that game. And of course, you're always hoping, and certainly if you're Welsh, that there will be something from him. But what you saw today was a very, very poor Welsh performance. You know, the Iranians, there. a lot's been made about the Iranians were perhaps with the backdrop of what's going on in their country and the fact they weren't seemingly engaged in the national anthem. And they've had a, apparently some very strong liveners from their government about how they should behave and what they should be doing. And singing national anthem starts with them being committed to their playing for their country. And you might have seen a more energetic performance. But the Iranians were poor against England and they were made to look far more significant by Wales because Wales were so poor mm. and you can dress it up and you can sugarcoat it however you want and we can turn it into you know Aaron Ramsey posing as Eminem with his new bleached <laughs> hairstyle um, and you can look at the reality of what Wales offered and there was a seemingly no solution to Iran uh, to Iran's yeah challenges they advanced. Jimmy looked like Gareth Bale was saving himself when I'm watching him I'm thinking we, we asked him we saw him during the game is is he playing you know he didn't see him for like 10-15 minutes touched the ball and you're thinking is he, is he carrying something? Is he scared of getting injured? But so Gabby, why though? Why? Wales are better than this. I don't, They're I, better I, than what they've shown here. And what they showed in the second half against um, the USA, it was promising, wasn't it? But to watch them tonight, to go, uh, they're out now. And to go out like this, it's shameful. Really. I mean, to come up so short on this massive stage over here is, is nothing short of a disaster for them, is it not, Alex? Well, I'm not sure they are much better than this, to be honest. Um, I got hammered when the draw was made. People in Wales weren't happy when I said that England should cruise through this group. I said, this isn't the Wales team that got to the later stages of the European Championships. They've got their ageing stars. I'm not sure they are good. I mean, listen, they've got players from League One out on the pitch in this World Cup. So I, I, I'm not sure what we expected from but Wales, to be But should they be losing to Iran? That's a bottom line question. Well, Iran are a top 20 team. And I did say to Gabby, and, and actually gave me a bit of stick after the England game, that they aren't any pushover. They yeah, were a pushover against They came off the, the back England. of a 6-2 thrashing by England. There was always going to be a reaction to that. Always going to be a reaction. does that show how good England are? I'm not sure what it also tells you about the USA. Because ultimately the Welsh um, gave the USA a torrid time in the second half. Um, and they, the US didn't have much to come back with. So if that, you know, we're looking at benchmarks in, this, in the opening games and the second game. We're saying the US are coming into this game with an inherent belief they can beat us, which is great because, it, you know, you don't want them coming in being defeated in their mentality, but I very much doubt that's going to be the case. You know, I'm, I'm not in the camp, never have been. I couldn't care less if Scotland qualify for a World Cup. I couldn't care less if Wales qualify for a World Cup. That's so nice I, of you. I have no more investment in Wales 
winning a game than I have but in a Iran. Time, but a time like this, to say something like that is poor assignment. Well, why is it poor? I mean, uh, the bottom line is you could look at it and say objectively, I couldn't care less about it. Why would I care any more about Wells than I would about any other side but winning the group? But why wouldn't you? I mean, well, why would I? Let, let's not dance in, in their graves this afternoon. In, in, Wales in has the, found uh, things tough well, over here. in the same way that, you know, the Welsh sat there having a little sing-song when we got knocked out by Iceland. Come I think on. what goes around comes around, That's isn't it? picking. And the quicker we can get rid of that virtue signaling nitwit Mark Drakeford back to, uh, to Wales, <laughs> see, the happier I'll be. That's over the top. And you're bringing politics into the sporting arena. Well, I'm not. I'm just saying I would rather he wasn't here. Wales need a miracle in the desert. Are they going to get it? Not can, a chance. Can but, but how can you have no players chance. before the World Cup like Keith Moore saying, I can't wait to knock England out. Sorber Thomas, we don't fear England. Why can't we be the ones to knock them out? Players shouldn't talk like that before a tournament. You concentrate on playing, and now they've got the medicine. Sure, and England will give them, them, a, England will give them a good beating next week, and they'll be out. Do you expect England to give them a good beating? Yeah, absolutely. I expect England to give the USA a good beating. I expect England to win every game, and I expect them to win every game comfortably. This Welsh side is not very good. I mean, anyone listening at the moment who's not English thinks, yeah, I'm listening to a bit of English arrogance this afternoon. I've got to tell you, I mean, to be having a swipe at the Welsh at a time like this is unfair and inappropriate. But why is it a swipe? It's it's a statement of fact. everything, and they were down to 10 men. I know, but we can get into this Celtish nonsense, right? Or we can get into the sentiment being trumped by fact. Celtish. Or Celt, whatever. You Celts together in some shape or form. (laughs) But the bottom line is, is that you get into a scenario where we're looking at it through a set of eyes that Wales came to this tournament to make an impression. They've made an impression. It's a bad one. See you at home. You've got also, Jim, you've got Robbie Savage saying after the England game, it's only Iran. What are England so um, buzzing about? It's only Iran. How come Wales couldn't beat them? Mm. Well, Simon said that as well. Did you, Simon? What? That it's only Iran. <laughs> yeah. Which I, the, what meant, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that it was a given that Wales should beat Iran, but it is only Iran. They're not a particularly formidable side. Well, come on, look at on, on the basis of what and who have they played recently to get a top 20 ranking? You know, you've got to look at the reality of what you're competing against. The Welsh, I think, in, true, in fairness, with all objectivity, I think the Welsh are slightly better than the performance they put on today. I don't know why they didn't change. I didn't, you know, you could see the game getting away from them. You could see that everything was in transition. I don't know why they didn't go from back to front quicker with Kiefer Moore and play off him and give do themselves you, an opportunity to get high up the pitch. But they didn't. Didn't get enough balls do you think in the having, box. Yeah, do you think having two passengers like Bale and Ramsey maybe sort of drop one of them, played the Dan James on the wing? Well, get some, get Dan, some passengers. Be, I mean, Dan they James was pretty useless when he came on anyway, wasn't he? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We're getting used to the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo, whatever he goes in the world, writes the headlines, and he did it again last night because Portugal kicked off their campaign, beating Ghana by three goals to two, with Ronaldo creating more history by becoming the first player to score at five different World Cups. What an incredible achievement it is. I wonder what this uh, fellow thought of it. Uh, former Portugal captain Josie Font joins us live on the show uh, out here in Qatar. Josie, good afternoon. What did you make of Portugal? <laughs> What did you make of Cristiano? Good afternoon, everyone. Most important, the three points. That's what I'm going to say. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a great game. Uh, first half, very closed. Uh, Portugal didn't really respect the positional game to try and break down a very low block from uh, Ghana. And then in, se- in the second half, the game opened up. It was a bit of a strange game, bizarre game. We made mistakes that we don't normally do. We didn't manage the game well and uh, we were in danger of, you know, uh, at least drawing the game. But in the end, we got the three points and that's, for me, the most important in the opening game, which is always difficult. For sure. Jose, the first player to score at five different World Cups. Is Ronaldo the best we've ever seen? For sure, he's one, one of the best ever. I mean, listen, everyone have their own opinion. Uh, I'm always a big fan, you know that, Jim. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, Cristiano, and uh, I will always be. And you know, he just keeps breaking record after record. And uh, great credit to him and his professionalism and his ability. How far do you think Portugal can Portugal can go? Do you think they've got enough to get to the final, win it? Uh, Gabby, very honest with you, I think we have the quality. <laughs> We've got the yep. quality, absolutely, you know. I just think if we can tighten it up at the back, you know, if we don't concede goals, we will always have goals in the team. We always have guys to create. We always have guys yep. to finish them. So I believe we can go, you know, into the last stages 100%. It's, you know, it's the minimum we can do. Jose, is there any danger of this Ronaldo situation becoming a bit of a sideshow for the Portugal team? Because we saw uh, at the press conference the day before the game, Bruno Fernandes was asked half a dozen questions about his now former Manchester United teammate. The Portugal coach was visibly frustrated by that. A lot of attention, obviously, on Ronaldo last night. How did they manage that in the camp? You see, the thing is, Portugal players that play with Ronaldo are used to these situations. Um, We've always have to dealt with the majority of the questions being about him and, you know, 
the phenomenon that he is around the world. Everywhere we travel, we get this. So the players are used to the 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 the, the, the lights. I used to the to the questions to you know talking about Cristiano. I think the most important thing now is that for Cristiano, the matter is closed. He knows he's not playing for Man United. He's gonna try to find the club. Man United is gonna move on, and I think that will calm everything down in the camp. But as I said, the players are used to deal with this uh, situation. We know he's a phenomenon, and we know you know that he's followed and he's loved by, and probably as well, there's people that don't like him, but. It's part of football, it's part of the life, and um, we've, we've always managed to, to deal with this. Jose, what is the expectation in Portugal from your own media and from your own fans in this tournament? The manager left it um, quite simple. He said, we are going to the World Cup to win it. He set out the target and the objective to, to, to do it. Uh, and that's the expectation that we have as a country. One because we've won it in the we've won in the past. We know how to do it. We never won a World Cup, yes, but we won the Euros. We won the Nations League. The players that uh, are in the squad, majority of them were in the, both of them trophies, so they know how to get it done. Um, the objective is simple: try to go to the final and win it. The reason why I asked this is because one of the things that Ronaldo referred to in his interview with Piers Morgan was this, this, this dialogue that the, the Portuguese media seemed to be after him and they seemed to be constantly criticising him. And I've, I wondered if that translated into not only Ronaldo, but the Portuguese team and their expectations. It's, listen, uh, at the end of the day, Ronaldo is going to con- create controversy. We know that. Um, you have people in the media that like you and love you. You have people in the media that hate him and don't like him. It's part of football. It's part of you know being one of the best ever to ever do it. Uh, he makes mistakes. People make mistakes. Um, you have to take responsibility for that. But the expectation, and I think you have to look at as a whole. The squad has so much quality and value. I think... We can do it. It's going to be tough. Obviously, there's other teams that have a lot of quality, but we have the capability of doing it. And um, I hope that, you know, as a team, we can get everything together to get there. Jose, can I ask you something? I know you're well enough to ask it. If there are those in the Portuguese media who, if there are those in the Portuguese media who hate Ronaldo, why would they? Listen, I, I'm not saying that uh, there is in the Portuguese music people that uh, hate him, but of course you have favorites, you have people that you like, you have people that you don't like. I don't know who. I think, in my, in my view, what he has done for Portugal and what he's achieved, and you know what he has done for us as a country, has been uh, incredible. You know, has been unbelievable what he's been able to achieve in his career and what he's done for the for for the country. So. I think the, the the Portuguese people majority love him, and we appreciate what he's done for for us and for the country and what he's been doing. Um, but you you always have one or one or two that you know don't agree with you, and it's part of life, like I said, and you have to deal with them as well. What's his next move, Jose? Because we know that this offer from Saudi Arabia is on the table. Does he take it, take the money? Uh, does he go back to Sporting Lisbon, maybe? Or do you think he can still get one of those genuine Champions League superpowers? It's a very good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Thank you. I think, you know, it's, it's, 
you've you've got to put yourself in his in his shoes. Um, it's kind of hard to try and guess what at at what stage and what frame of mind he is. Um, knowing him, uh, you know that what I know from him is that he's a very competitive guy. He still is. You can still see that he wants to compete at the highest level. From what he's been saying in the media, he wants to keep going and he wants to to keep playing at the highest level. I have my doubts that he will, um, you know, pack up and and go to Saudi Arabia or a country or a league like this uh, for the money. I think he will try. That's my, my 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 own view. He will try and be at the highest level and play for the big clubs too. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. England could secure early qualification through the knockout stages with a win over the USA tonight. Will they get that win? Earlier on, I caught up with uh, Alessandro Del Piero uh, and I said to him, after their opening performance, did he believe that England have now, in his words, woken up? They did wake up and this is good because they have, uh, as I told you, a great potential team, great players and they have... uh, they're in a good moment from my point of view. Now it's important they don't fall asleep again. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I say that, it's because I believe they have a, a great opportunity. And uh, because of talent that they have into the team, because of the organization and everything. So it's already a kind of weird World Cup. So let's, let's go through the group stage and, and qualify as soon as possible. And then you can play much more things. Who in particular do you like in England? I mean, obviously they talk about Harry Kane, but who else would you pinpoint as crucially important if they're going to go deep? Everybody has to be important if, you're gonna, if you want to win big. If you want to do a good game or, or you know, spend you know, other three, four games and go into the quarterfinal, maybe the semifinal, uh, okay, half of the team have to be good, the other, the other, the other half have to be okay. But if you want to win the, the, the final, the final thing, you know, have to be everybody 100%. Even the people that maybe come up to the game for 10 minutes, you need every combination possible. And of course, Kane now is is the the, the guy that everybody is looking for because he's a great connection between strikers and midfielders. is is a is a leader and it's is a great player. So. It's interesting already though, isn't it? Argentina lose, Germany lose, Spain can send Germany home. I mean, can you believe this? <laughs> exactly. And uh, if Germany win against Spain, then someone of the two is going to be in trouble. It, or maybe both. It's, it's, it's like this. I mean, this is a World Cup. And what for sure hap- it's happening is every team is, is great. In t- not everyone, unfortunately for them. But most of the team are ready. Uh, conditional training in, in, in a tactical situation, you know, so you need to be focused 100%. One final question from me to you. What is your honest opinion of where Cristiano Ronaldo has got to after that interview with Piers Morgan and then parting company with Manchester United? Has he tarnished his own legacy? Sorry, I need to go to sign some autograph. Talk to you soon. You don't want to say anything on that? No, no, it's not the time. Let's, I mean, have a lot of respect for Cristiano. Let's let him focus on the World Cup and maybe we could talk at the end of the World Cup. Do you know what? Alex Crook is with me, so too Gabby and Simon. 
What a good answer. I mean, he, he didn't want it. He's got too much respect for Ronaldo to talk about him at this stage in the tournament. Maybe at the end of it, but not now. Are you going to take him up on that? Are you going to seek him out before the end of the tournament? We shall try. We shall try. Yeah. Do you know what? When he was talking about England there, though, and he said we don't want them to fall asleep, I get exactly what he means because I think the blueprint has been set now from England. That front foot attacking performance that we saw against Iran isn't always the Gareth Southgate way. That's the type of football that I think can take England deep into this draw. I didn't think they had a chance of winning it before we came out here. I've changed my mind. I think they can do it. Why do? Why did you think we could have a chance? Because the, the squad of players we got. Because the nation's league was a disaster. I thought Gareth Southgate was too pragmatic a coach to take a team all the way to glory. If he keeps playing like they did, and I know it was only Iran, Simon, before mm. you chip in, but I haven't seen any better teams than England at this World Cup so far. What, even before the tournament, everyone was saying, if we get to the quarterfinals and France will beat us, but I'm looking at these squad of players. Look at the superstars we've got. You've got Grealish, Foden and Rashford coming on from the bench. Wilson had to go and sit back down for 10 minutes before he come on. Mm. Like We've got star players. Carl Walker's coming back to, to add that pace in the back line. I think we can go all the way. And They'll yes, it might be a bit of luck that gets us there. But if everyone plays to the best of their ability, there's no reason why England can't win these the World are not Cup. The, these are not the moments that define England's campaign. You know, we would expect, it, it's not arrogance, it's a reasonable expectation to overcome Iran, to overcome the USA and to overcome... Wales, uh, whether we draw against the Welsh is academic. We, you know, if we beat the, the Americans this evening, which I expect us to do, then we go into the stages of the tournament where it starts to become a little bit more jeopardy. And the Senegalese, I expect them, if, we take, if, we, if, they, if they win their game this evening, I expect them to finish second. We'll draw them, and I expect them to beat, uh, us to beat them. And then we start to get into a situation where perhaps the dynamics of what Southgate can bring to the table, which is where he's come unstuck before. He came unstuck against the Italians in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Euros last year. He came unstuck against the Croatians because there's a difference between an elite coach and Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate is a very steady and very decent coach. And I think when we come against the French, these are the times we start asking questions about whether England are elite football team. Do you not think he can learn team. from that, though? Mm. Hopefully. Well, well, one would hope so. I think the language that's coming out of his mouth at this moment in time is slightly different. I think he was you know, very demanding of the performance against the Iranians and said, I'm not comfortable with the fact we conceded two goals. And it's easy to say that when you've won six, and you can call that sort of stuff out. But I will only be interested in when if England are a bona fide contender for this World Cup. When we play the French in the quarterfinals, if we do, and we do a number on them, then I'll turn around and say, hang on, the game's afoot. Do you think part of the reason that he's talking differently, maybe acting differently in terms of the way that he sets the team out, is because in the back of his mind, he's thinking, this is probably going to be my last tournament. I can see a scenario where Gareth Southgate, Gareth Southgate walks away from this job at the end of this tournament, regardless if, if they win it or not. Well, I mean, then there's an element of disingenuity about it, isn't it? Because why did he sign a bloody contract? You know, he signed a contract because it was put in front of him. I thought the world was based upon integrity. These guys talk about, you know, their backing of causes when then falling over the first hurdle when someone waves a yellow card at them. Mm. And he's got a job to do. If he signed a contract to be an England manager, I don't think he should have been offered a contract before this tournament. I think he should have gone into the tournament, done in the tournament what he needed to do and whatever that was, and then be judged by that coming afterwards. I think that he is adopting a new way of dealing with the media and asserting himself in certain ways because I think that's about the evolution of a manager, isn't Gabby, it? Gabby, I like the way Del Piero um, articulated himself. As Alex said, you picked up on it, Alex, you know, it's time for England to waken up. Well, they have woken up. It's a weird World Cup. It is a weird World Cup. Germany lost. Ar the Argentinian uh, side lost. Should the unpredictability of this tournament so far serve as a warning to England, though? It can be a warning, but 
England have just got to keep playing how they're playing. Carl Walker done an interview, didn't he? And he said, you know, they're playing with arrogance now. He feels that they're better than the golden generation. They can go and win this World Cup. You know, look at the players they've got. They're playing in the Champions League, you know, winning league titles. Foden can't get on the pitch, you know, to start games. Greedish can't. Rashford, Callum Wilson can't. Yeah. So I think that group of players, Bellingham, everyone's raving about Bellingham, how good he was. Can he take this World Cup, you know, to the, to the next level for himself? Rice, we've got these players, Jim, and we have to believe we can win the World Cup. It will be tough, but we can win it. I mean, Del Piero was certainly making very positive noises about England. Do you think this is better, Gabby, than that golden generation? I spoke to Beckham this morning. Is this lot better than the one that he was in? Depends what positions. For instance, Ashley Cole, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand are better than the left-back two centre-halves we've got available. And then the rest of the team you can start to have different views on. For me, Rooney gets in this team at the moment but maybe other players don't. So half of that golden generation, I'll say, is better than these. There's no ego to this team, though, is there? Mm. And I know you got battered on social media by Phil Neville for trying to suggest there was a big click when the Manchester United and yeah. Arsenal players were, were, you know, having their say over the England camp. You were right. You know, I've heard from various other ex-England players. It wasn't a great environment for non-United and Arsenal players to be around at that time. There's no big-time Charlies in, yeah. in this yeah. squad. And, yeah. and Gareth Southgate has managed that mentality. So, on that basis, I think there's an argument to say this is the real golden generation. Yeah, listen, while I was talking to Beckham this morning, I saw you at the corner of my talk to Gary Neville. How did that go, Mr. Jordan? Well, it wasn't a meeting of the minds. I'm not particularly <laughs> interested in Trotsky or Jeremy Corbyn or, or having much of a dialogue or reading the memo that Gary seems to have got from Sky that his opinions are all valid. So I wasn't particularly uh, engaged with him. And he, and he only reaches up to my, my navel anyway. So. <laughs> Did he not call you something? I overheard something, no? Yes, he called me a variety of things. Yeah, yeah. Surely yeah. a game of paddle tennis can sort this out, Simon. You reckon exactly, you could take him? Gabby. Yeah, yeah I, well, from what I saw, there was, no, there was nothing there <laughs> worth really contending with. You know, I, I, you know, short people always tend to make a lot of noise, don't they? You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back on Monday. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.